This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No Jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. And today we have the one and only Shannon Briggs on the podcast. How you feeling, man? I'm chilling, brother. Good to see you. Good Good to see you, too. Good to meet you and all that. Very nice to have you in here. Thank Um, you, champ. What has been going on in your life since the Logan Paul fight. Maybe we could just start there in terms of just diving right into what's been going on. Back to business, man. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? So I'm back to business, but, you know, family man, taking care of the family. And um, right back to work, I have a phenomenal partner and mentor and manager in Scott Hirsch. Uh-huh. Uh, shout out to Scott Hirsch. And he's, you know, been a mentor in my life for many years, in and out of the ring. So we back to work, you know what I mean? Building okay. a company, building our digital marketing company. Uh, working on my projects, living life, man. Still going to the beach, still having fun. Going to the beach is important. Yeah, very important for me. You know what I mean? My most, my whole mentality. You know what I'm saying? Suffering from PTSD, and you know what I mean? It's just good for me to just go to that ocean and let my problems go away with the tide. You feel me? I hear that for sure. I mean, it must have been a weird couple of I don't know months or or even a year or so of you really getting involved in the the youtuber world like this is probably something that you never would have thought of and then all of a sudden you find yourself mixed up in this whole crazy world was it yeah. was that a strange detour in your life no nah, it wasn't really strange because i had had a uh, connection to it because early in, in the career of the guys my very close friend paulo moreno uh-huh. who worked with the kids early in their life he was working with them he had you know so i had kind of known know, knew about everything that they were doing over the years and then when a Opportunity came to train them, and the guy in the box, and I sent the guy that had worked with me in my life. So I had sent him out there because I was kind of busy at the time. And uh-huh. and this time around, years later, when the, you know the rematch came came about, and they asked me to come. I had the time. I said it'd be great to again delve into the fan base, and it was a great experience for me. But I, what was it like training somebody who is a uh, a non boxing pro? Like, how did that compare? Because normally you're used to dealing with people who realistically are not that famous like in terms of younger fighters right. they're not that famous but they're extremely talented fighters right. this is kind of an opposite scenario where they're mega famous right. and maybe of questionable fighting talent nah he can fight logan can fight <laughs> yeah, he can fight he no can logan fight. can definitely fight yeah, yeah but you know right. it's, it, he's known first as a youtuber facts facts nah and nah, it was cool you know to get he's got a level head on his shoulder he's a good kid man you know i haven't dealt with he what he dealt with uh, with his career ups and downs, as far as with the you know Japan thing, yeah. he bounced back, and he I think he's doing a he's doing a great job. I mean, he's a young brother, man, who who went through a lot with that scenario, but he he's self made. You feel me from uh-huh. where he's come from? So I think he's doing great. Well, that's cool. Um, did you after that fight though? Did you kind of consider that to be the cutoff point in terms of where you were planning on going with coaching YouTubers? 
not really. I mean, I, I'm, I've actually been asked and talking about what's his name? What's the, your friend? What's my boy's name? Supreme Patty. Supreme Patty. You're interested yeah. in training with him. Well, you know, we talked about it. He gave me, actually, we're talking about talking about it. You feel me? He gave okay. my boy Scott, he gave Mystic Zach. Shout out to Mystic Zach. I pick wins. He shot, he asked, they talking about actually him fighting. So, he, you know, inquired about me possibly working with him. So How come you didn't end up training with Jake Paul? Oh, it just wasn't meant to be. You know what I mean? He he actually trained with a great trainer in uh, Sugar Ray. I oh, yeah, right, right, right. Sugar Shane. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me. I, was, I was just hanging out with Mike Tyson for two hours. Okay. <clears throat> but um, he's actually training with Sugar Shane. He's a phenomenal coach. Uh, and, you know, guys like them, I think it's great <laughs> that they train with different guys, to be honest with you. So they get to learn things because they're not, they don't have a, a long history of this. So, you know what? Train with different guys, but. I'm happy for those guys. I think Jake's going to do great. I think it's tomorrow night, right? Yeah. Coming up soon, not even. But he's coming. Uh, he's Thursday. Coming. Yeah, yeah, Thursday, something like that. So I was gonna... supposed to go out there, but at the last minute, we couldn't do it. Right. I actually have his uh, his robes in my office that they dropped off here. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. I, you know, that's my hometown. Oh, you are going? I live in Miami. That's where I'm at, you know? Oh, okay. So I'll be there. I'll be there. The whole crew. We'll I got to do a quick detour here. What was what was the, the – give me a sneak peek of how the Mike Tyson podcast was because that's pretty Ooh. amazing. You guys, <laughs> Is this the first time that you guys have ever had a long-form conversation? Yes on camera yes brother yes, wow brother. it was crazy it was it was uh it was it was one of those things that you know it was a life-changing moment for me as well because we suffer from a lot of the same things we from the same neighborhood right brownsville brooklyn um we uh experienced a lot of similarities in life as far as with our mom and you know i mean growing up in the village is just a different place so like when you're in relation to like you talk about with the youtube things it, i'm from a different place you feel exactly me? Like, now all of a sudden yeah. you're in calabasas yeah, you're training yeah. people that ain't had to deal with a lot yeah, of the I'm, stuff I'm, that... yeah i deal with real shit. i've been through real part of my language but i've been uh -huh. through real stuff in life so like that's just a part of my life well it's cool you know I, it's amazing because i love it because i'm all around the world you know the let's go champ mantra had taken off and it, it, it's a living thing it's it's uh, something that has helped me, and, and and I get because a lot of people around the world tell me, "Hey, yo, champ, we love you, man. You you help me." Non boxing fans, champ, you feel me? Right. Guys who never watch boxing, females who never watch boxing, but they say they watch my videos and they're inspired and they see they get encouraged to not give up, you know. So, uh, you know, coming going through when I got into the thing with you know with Logan and all, that, I got introduced to a whole new fan base of kids who never heard of Shannon Briggs. You mm. know what I'm saying? So that was an amazing part of the aspect of it, and. I'm, pre I'm appreciative, and it's time to, you know, I support those guys, but it's time to keep keep it moving. Maybe yeah. Supreme Patty might have it. Who knows? Let's I, go, champ. Have you taken a look at Supreme Patty as a fighter? Uh, we're going to talk. We're going to see. We you haven't see. reviewed the tape yet? No, nah, we're going to see. Mm. see. Interesting. Maybe we can get him in there with Jake. Maybe they're, they're sort of similar size. I think Logan might be too big for him. Really? Yeah. I mean, Jake might be too big for him, too. I don't know. We don't know. We're going to see. I, I I never met the brother yet, but we've talked about it. Um, Zach, Mr. Zach's trying to put it together. He was like, yo, Patty, want to fight? And he was, you know, I'm, I live in Florida. He lives in Florida. You know what I mean? So it makes sense. Interesting. So I actually last night went back and watched the Joe Rogan podcast that you did like about three, four years ago. Yes, brother. What has changed in your life since then? Where were you? At that time, you were still motivated to actually fight. Yeah, I'm still fighting. Well, actually, after that, I had took a little hair, took a band. I've been off for a couple of years, but I've been motivated, man. You know, I dabble. I go to the I go to the gym, and I spar guys that, you know, just doing their thing, young boys. And um, I get, I rip them up. I beat, I do my <laughs> thing. You feel me? And then I'd be like, damn, champ. You know what I mean? I'm 48 years old, but I'm in phenomenal shape. You know what I mean? And I feel as though if I if I put the gas to the metal, I know I could damage. I could break. I could break. You know, people up. And I do that. So 
it makes me say, why not? In this era, imagine, you know, it's in a, it's in a phenomenal time in the world where you hit it, here's the cell phone, it's the mm. television, so more people can see you around the world and see see me fight. I mean, I I, I, I mean, I was born in '71. His mm. kids who who saying let's go champ around the world. Who you feel me? They was born in like you know 2011 and stuff like that. Mm. So, you know, it's a phenomenal time to be alive and to to you know to be able to be seen by the world. So I, I've, I'll be fighting you in April. To make a long story short. So you you do have you, you, <laughs> let's you, go champ. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a fight in in the yeah. works, or at least you plan on. Not fighting for sure. I'm fighting. I just said I just told Mike, announced it to Mike in the world that I will be fighting it within the next sixty to ninety days. Wow. Yeah. So do you at all worry about uh, you know just doing it this much later in your life? Does it worry you at all, or are you just purely excited about I, I it? I just think that it's part of who I am. I wish I could say you know differently like i'm not doing it for money mm. i don't need the money uh i do it for the people i do it for myself because it gives me an opportunity to uh uh get out the house to train to not sit down and, and be depressed and think about shit that i don't want to think about am i it's not supposed you to be can, you profanity. can swear as much as you want <laughs> i encourage I apologize. it you I can try, do drugs you I, can do whatever no, you no, want no. i try not to curse you know in public you feel me right but it comes out sometimes why but, is that just because you have so many uh young kids that go to the gym that you don't want to be a bad, bad impression on them or something jake and that have a lot of young fans so yeah yeah well not not only that you know kids hear worse but i just always Felt like it wasn't necessary. Plus, I have a little girl at home, you know what mm. I mean? But I always felt like the word shit wasn't a curse. Mm. My grandmother used to let me say shit. So, really? <laughs> so I always grew up thinking the shit wasn't a word. No, so. yeah, I think fucking and. Oh, wait, take it easy. Fuck champ. is bad, yeah. <laughs> take it easy, champ. <laughs> you don't mess with that too much? Nah, just the shit. I thought was, I grew up thinking that wasn't a curse. So, right. Yeah, I used to get in trouble, but my grandmother would say, laugh, but laugh, you know? Right. <laughs> so. Who, who else is from Brownsville? You, Mike Ooh. Tyson, MOP. Riddick Bow. Oh, okay. the great Riddick Bow. Uh, Zab Judah, Curtis Steven, Danny Jacobs. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, so many, so many phenomenal fighters. You know, Eddie Mustafa Muhammad. Some young boys. Some right. young boys. What was his name? Shoe? I think I think his name Shoe, something like that. Shoe Shoe. But primarily a lot of boxing talent. A lot, a lot a little of bit everything. Of rap talent. A lot of everything. Delma from Good Times. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Valoma. Um, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Oh, man, Sean Price. Sean Price. Wow. My boy. Rest in, peace. Rest in peace to Sean Price. Rem, you feel me? Right. So many, man. Helter Skelter. Thurston Howell III. Shout out to Vic Lowe. Let's, he just did a thing with Ralph Lauren. Wow. He was a booster growing up from Brownsville, Brooklyn. and started the Low Lowlifes. Uh -huh. Shout out to the Low Lowlifes. And they the went out. My boy right there, no. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Low Lowlifes. And they started. And I, I grew up with them. You feel me? I grew up with Beck Lowe and Ski, Ski, all on from Marcus Garvey. So we all went to high school together. Montan Lowe. You feel me? All on. Right. So they was boosting, and now could you believe it? Here we are. You know, I'm 48. You know, Vic, my age, he is, you know what I'm saying? But he just did a documentary with Ralph Lauren. Big time. Come on, champ. Do you go back often? Uh, not often enough, but I'm I'm in the works right now. I just sat down with Mike Tyson, and we in the works of working on it. We're gonna build a gym mm. in Brownsville, Brooklyn, called the Brownsville Boxing Academy. Wow. And the reason why is let me explain this to you, champ. You have three former heavyweight champions from the same neighborhood, only about a mile and a half in size. Mm. This has never been heard of in the history of the world. Three heavyweight champions from a small neighborhood. Yeah. Mike Tyson, Riddick Bowen, Shannon Briggs. An they area without a lot of opportunity, no too. No opportunity. Yeah. Not even the high school. Mm. You feel me? And I think that we've bought over, well over half a billion dollars, if not a billion dollars, to the industry of boxing. Yet alone, we don't have a gym. So... That's my goal. I'm working on a film right now called Brownsville Never Ran, Never Will. 
which talks about the history of Brownsville and three, three, three heavyweight champions, and tons of other great champions and fighters, but three heavyweight champions. And we're going to open up a gym. That's legendary. We're going to do it, champ. When you were first getting into fighting, what was your perspective of Tyson, though? Was he already a, a big deal in your mind? Facts. He was, uh, he was the legend. He was the, I mean, he was the, he was the dude making bread mm. in the 80s, and we was like, wow, because everybody was broke. You know what I mean? Everybody was poor. So he was something to look up to, like, okay. And then my, my friend's dad, Ryan Lindsay, he bought some gloves, and I just fell in love, you know what I mean, with the smell and just, it was just way out. It just, it was meant to be. I told Mike, you know, we lived in the same neighborhood. He was older than me. Um, his mom had issues. My mom had issues. He wound up moving down the hill from up the hill, which is like Beverly Hills compared to down the hills. It's still Brownsville, huh. but it's up the hill at the time. And then we uh, we moved. It's still bad. It's still, it's still the hill, but, you know, we moved down the hill and then, you know, we I lost. We were homeless for quite some time, and in that, living down the hill, living in the streets, like Mike, similar pattern. And then he actually went to uh, Catskills and trained with Customato. Mm. I went and trained with Teddy Atlas, right? Who trained on the Customato, right? I worked with Mike Marley, who worked with Don King. It was always, you know, some connection to following my dream, which Mike was a heavyweight champion. I wanted to be something like that. But Tyson's influence was probably so that. I would assume that a huge percentage of the people that you went to school with and shit had that idea. Like Tyson coming up out of Brownsville and making it, did that affect a lot of other people that were your age in that neighborhood that they were all sort of dreaming of a similar future? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. Nah, I you were the naturally talented one. I mean, you are yeah. you are shaped to be a fucking professional athlete for sure. Nah, I was nobody really. You know, in my in the eighties, man, like it was a lot of people dying. Crackhead, you know, did ravage the hood. You feel me? A lot of people. So many people had died. I seen uh, mothers, you know, fathers, grandmothers, and everybody, the whole family addicted to crack. You feel me? So mm. then it was abusive, you know. And so then in the 80s, everybody was fell, fought, fell apart. And, and here, boxing just happened to be something that I fell into. But I wish, and had it been a gym in my neighborhood, maybe there would have been a lot more heavyweight champions out of the hood. Or forget heavyweight, just champions, because there's not even a, a, a boxing gym in the neighborhood. So that's what that's my goal, man. Right. That's the goal. So <clears throat> your impression of when you saw the crack epidemic taking place, you saw it just absolutely ravaging the neighborhood that you were from. But did that... Did, did your perspective on that say, okay, I'm going to completely ignore that side of life and just focus on my athletic pursuits, or, or were you drawn to that lifestyle at all? My mom's was on crack. Right. So I was like, damn, you know, I remember, like, being angry, man, at, like, crack dealers and shit, like, you know, feeling like, nah, you know, people glorifying crack dealers, like, yo, I sold crack, I did this in a third. I've never had a, a like for someone who glorified it mm. because – I was on the other end, you know what I mean? I seen crack ravage not only, you know, my family, but others. I seen whole families, beautiful women, mm. turn to, you know, sex machines or slaves, like almost, you know what I'm saying? 
uh, within my own family. I've seen people change personalities and people laugh and joke about it. Like I'm a, I tell you, I love hip hop, but I don't listen to much rap as I used to. As you know, of course, you grow up because it became a point where the glorifying of selling cocaine and crack mm-hmm. and what you got from it. It was always offensive to me. You feel what I'm saying? Because I felt like you can't. We 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 crack wiped out uh, such a portion of black people. Mm. Of it wiped. It would be like a war. A whole like, generation. A whole yeah. generation. Like people, they're not alive. You'll never see what could have been of their family. They 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 don't exist. And guess what? We don't even think about them no more because mm. life goes on. But it'd be a, a, an equivalent of a a bomb taking out people. Right. And then new people just come live there. But that's what crack did. I, I witnessed it. And then its, it's resurgence was the, the opioid epidemic just, mm. just ravaging America now. So you feel me? Yeah. It's crazy, but, you know. When you go out into the world and talk about boxing, is that a big hope of yours? Is that you could help gear kids towards getting into sports as opposed to getting into all these horrible drugs and everything that are out there, never mind violence and all the other bad options that they have? Is that something that's really important to you? It has to be because uh, it's it's for me. I was at a point where I wanted to kill myself. You know, I wanted to commit suicide. I was How long ago was that? Ten years ago, eight, nine, you know, ten years ago, ten years ago. I was at a down point. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. had. I don't know if it was a combination of punches to the head or you know, a combination of just so much drinking. Possibly, I've been drinking since I was thirteen, fourteen. You know what I mean? Right. And I never tried coke. I never tried heroin, but I would drink heavily. And after fights, you know, after fights, but I was more so I was sex addict as well. You feel me? Really? Was the chase, the women, you know, was a big part of me. And so you were going out to the bars and just getting into all kinds of shit every night. Clubs, yeah, yeah. Ladies, man, young. The dreads for 27 years. You know what I mean? I was right. doing my thing. When you look back on I that, play, I was a playboy. Do you right? regret that? Do you regret that you um, didn't just settle down and just work work your ass off to be a better fighter? Definitely, for 100. percent You mm. feel me? But I look at my I look at it like this. First of all, there's no time machine, mm. and I'm gonna keep it real. I was just talking with Mike. That shit was happening like this. There was no plan. I wasn't like, let me take you to gym. let me take you to the gym and you be a boxer mm. with my parents. Nah, my mom's was on crack. My pops died in prison. I, was, I went to the gym as a bet with a friend, and I wound up coming back and coming back because I had no place else to go. I wound up sleeping in the gym. And it was like, yeah, Yo, you got some skills. It was calling me Ali. Mm. And um, I went from emulating Ali to, you know, becoming heavyweight champion in the world two times, you know what I mean? So, right. I'm here with you. <laughs> yeah, you're with me. Let's go, champ. <laughs> let's go, champ. Was there, I don't know if you ever talked about this, was was there a moment where you decided the let's go, champ was going to become your slogan, or did it just kind of become this verbal tick that just is constantly on display? Fat champ, I was 403 pounds. Mm. I, I was a, was obese. I was uh, I was drinking like an ant, like a fish. Mm. Uh, I had a good job working at a marketing company in Florida. Making some good bread. Uh, I was using the bread to basically drown myself in uh, just probably try to, like, you know what I'm saying, numb the pain and shit. So mm-hmm. I was drinking, it's partying, you know what I'm saying? And I, I had my daughter was born. My daughter Chloe was born. And when she was born, I was like, what the fuck, bro? I was like, you're a piece of shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, what you gonna do? You gotta start taking your. your- self much more serious at that point yeah, once the yeah. kids come around huh? yeah yeah that and just you know i was I, you know i had i had swept so much under the rug all my life you know what i mean because i had to be the man 
You know what I mean? And it's to be the man, you got to be the man. You know what I mean? I had to be the man in my in my life. I didn't have no brothers, no mother, no sister. My mom's loved me so much, but then she, you know, she died on my birthday. Mm. And then, you know, I knew the people around me was just using me because of who I was. You get what I'm saying? Mm. I knew they were, everybody was hanging on. When I lost, when I had my my good times, people was loving me. Oh, we love you. When I had my bad times, you found out who your friends was. So throughout the ups and downs, I started, you know, looking at people and I started getting paranoid and just feeling fucked up. And I, then I went to depression. Mm. And then I got to a point where I started saying, come out of this shit, champ. You feel me? And when I did that, I lost weight. I lost 168 pounds. I said, I'm back in shape. Um, I started feeling better, looking better. And I started saying, let's go champ as a, as a slogan mm. uh, because the entourage was gone. The people around me, the, ch- the fake cheerleaders was gone. So now I had to do it for myself. Mm. You know, the bread was gone. It was gone. Damn, that's crazy. Did you so when when you saw Logan take his loss, was there did you have those words for him to try to tell him about what was gonna happen to him in terms of people maybe not being there for him or at least people nah, talking down on him? Nah, you know, nah, like, nah. it's not the same because his Logan identity. Won that fight. Lo- Lo- Logan won that fight. Let's you just, still feel that way. I mean, who ever heard of a, 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 a referee taking away two points for okay. that? And then on top of that. He won every round. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, let's stop. The boy, the boy was a he, he outboxed the boy. He won the round. But with all that being said, it was crazy because I invested so much emotionally into it because I genuinely like Logan. I think he's a really got good guy. Genuinely, I got to you know see listen because when when you deal with boxing, you got to understand a fighter, a human being is at his most vulnerable place as a person because. He's dealing with emotions. And in his case, he never dealt with them. Uh. So I could relate because I was so similar. I jumped into something to get off the streets, and here I was now. I'm fighting for the heavyweight title. You get mm. what I'm saying? So I could be like, he was jumping into something into something huge in front of the world. So I could relate to that. So I had a lot of invested emotionally. And when he lost, it was like I lost. I felt so bad, you know what I mean? I felt so miserable because I felt like, damn. Because I talk a lot of shit. I knew he was the next Ali, the white Ali. Mm. That's how I felt, you feel me? I still do. I think he has a lot He has a lot to bring to the boxing game. If he continues to fight, he's going to be a, he going, he could be decent. He could be a good fighter. Were no, he could be a good, real good fighter. Were you impressed by KSI's performance? Not at all. Not at all? Not at all. Really? He a tough little bastard. He a tough dude. He a <laughs> right. tough little bastard, which we knew. But I didn't think he was that tough, but he was tough. He kept gunning, trying to do it, but he was eating shots. He was. You seen his face after the fight, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? He a good dude. He a good brother. They made a lot of money. I wish them both. They should fight again, man. Mm. They should fight 15 more times. <laughs> well, I mean, that's Jake's big big goal is that he wants this fight with KSI once once he claims he's about to finish off uh, Gibb this right. week. Right. Let's go, champ. Let's go. Let's go, champ. Do your thing. <laughs> you, Y'all be the you want to see that particular matchup? Do you feel like you're invested enough in the KSI matchups in general that if Jake wants to fight him, that you might get involved? Or is that? Nah, nah. You I'm think done, it's over? Nah, nah, nah. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm, 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 uh, you know, right now I'm focused on my next fight. To uh. be honest with you, I'm fighting. I got to fight within the next sixty to ninety days. Um, I just passed all my medicals. Everything is done. Uh, Scott Hirsch, shout out to Scott Hirsch, and um, everybody's right. The team is ready. Fred Money. The whole team is ready. We're ready to embark on a nice eight-month run, uh, which is going to entail four fights and and really, really show the world that if I feel like George Foreman, to be honest with you, Jim, I feel like, you know, I, I defeated and retired George Foreman. That was right. his last fight. That was his last fight. That was his last wow. fight. And I do feel as though I I still have it at 48. You know, I just, I just talked to Mike Tyson. I just left Mike Tyson, champ. And 
Mike Tyson said he he would fight right now. What did he say that? He said he wish he could fight right now. He's 53. He look amazing. Really? He look amazing, Chad. I think he could still do it. Why why did he say he want to fight right now? Just because we fight dogs. Mm. He said that he doesn't really want to see that side of his personality right. anymore. That right. he wants to Facts. be a humble Facts. person. He's going to fight, but he don't, he don't want to fight. But do you worry <laughs> about that with yourself? That if you get yourself back in the ring and consistently doing fights and stuff, will does that somehow make it more likely that you'll end up in a sort of depressed state or <clears throat> doing things that are negative for yourself, like you've done in the past? Is nah, there any nah. correlation there? Nah, I grew up from that. You know, I got a daughter now, mm. two boys. You know, what I'm saying, beautiful wife at home who. If it wasn't for, I wouldn't be alive. You know what I mean? So, I, my, you know, as you grow, you know, your, your, your mentality change, responsibilities change. I'm at a better place. And it's thanks to Let's Go Champ. Mm. It's thanks to the people. It's thanks to all the people around the world. Because if I didn't have it, who knows? You know what I mean? I'm not perfect. I, I'm, a, I'm a survivor. Mm. You know what I mean? I was born two, less than two pounds at birth. I was asthmatic all my life. My moms and pops, you know what I'm saying, had problems, and here I am. I became heavyweight champ. I got my, I'm a father. I live in a beautiful home in Miami on the water. My house is on the river, like Rick Ross said. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must be crazy for you because so many of your peers are gone, not right. doing shit, just yeah. not really as productive, and you've managed to maintain your relevance. I'm coming uh, to get them. I'm coming to get all my people. We coming out of this. Yeah. Let's go, champ. Does that feel good, though, to just be, you know, one of the survivors from your generations and there's knowing that there's not that many? It doesn't feel good. It feels like I, every time I see, like, I see a brother of mine from the past or whatever, whatever, I'm all about encouragement. You know, that's what Let's Go Champ is about. It's like, you know, I'm no different. We all champs, you feel me? Mm. I'm no different. And I see a brother from the past, and, you know, I'm I'm always happy. I'm encouraging him. Hey, what's up, champ? How you doing? You know, I'll be happy, genuinely happy for people because I'm happy to be alive, champ, to be honest with you, because my life has been a fucking roller coaster. You mean, it's been ups and downs, you know what I mean? A lot of times... I hated myself. Mm. I mean, I didn't. I didn't like Shannon Briggs. You know what I mean, and I had to call myself champ because I hated Shannon Briggs. I hated the things that I had done to myself and money wasted and friends that I took in. You know, I would take in pieces of shit, people, because uh, for whatever reason, you know, just to have people around, afraid mm. to be alone. You feel me? And I would have uh, entourage of people around me, but then there wasn't shit. And then when they stabbed me in the back, or they, you know, they wasn't true blue, I'd be like. And then, but it was my fault. Mm. Like, you know, sometimes it's better to be alone than be with people and they be bad people. You feel what I'm saying? No, totally. But it's it's tough because it's so hard to explain those pitfalls to people before they've actually made it to the point where they're facing it themselves. Like if people probably tried to tell you something at that time, right? And to you, it just you weren't accepting it. You thought that these people really were your friends. I can genuinely say, looking back in retrospect. I had no one around me mm. to tell me anything. I lit I've literally been on my own making calling the shots since I've been a kid. Since I've been 13, 14 years old, I've been making my decisions and you know what I mean? That's why I am you know, I feel as though I'm the champ because I I'm a survivor when I didn't have people to say, Yo, do this, do that it was my you know, I was I was making my choices. And mm. I think I made some good ones. I made some wrong ones too. You right. feel me? But that's always been in relationship to taking on people, you feel me? Letting people around me that I shouldn't have had around me, you feel me? Like taking on people. And I, I'm a, I got a big heart. That's my biggest weakness is my heart. You know, I'm a friend. I think it's the only child syndrome. <laughs> and my really? wife says it's the only, only child syndrome that because I didn't have a 
brother and sister. I like to give. I like to give. And and then when people don't reciprocate or they show me other, I'm like, damn. Because but she has she she tells me all the time. You have to understand. They don't. They're not you. Mm. A lot of people didn't have love. Right. You know what I'm saying? I had a lot of love. My mom, my mother Margie Briggs loved me to death. Yeah, although she had her issues, she had two things. She she battled drugs, but she loved me. Mm. She loved her boy. So she treated she treated me so I was a golden boy. I had everything you could imagine. Clothes. I had two of everything. Two bikes, two two big wheels, two racing tracks. Why? Because in case he break one. Right. You know what I mean? So that was her thing. I mean when people talk about Brownsville, they talk about it as being a really, really poor area. Yeah. But she she managed to make it yeah, work. We lived in Ocean Hill, the Atlantic Towers, and she we, it was a nice tenement at the time. It, it then it later on went down, but it picked itself back up and now it's a beautiful tenement in Brownsville, Ocean Hill, Brownsville. And we, you know, when we lost our home, we lived from place to place for some time. We had a place in East New York. We lived in East Flatbush, Flatbush. We moved around a lot, you know what I mean? Survived in the eighties, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um she was a great woman, you know what I mean? But she just had, a, you know, her ups and downs, and her downs was drugs, and she battled with it, and unfortunately she lost the battle. But she died young, you know, she died 53, 53, 54. Mm. But um, it, 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 she gave me everything I needed to survive in this world. Right. She gave me the smarts. She was an intelligent person. She wasn't a dummy. She was a thinker, and she gave me that. You know, I didn't have no father. My stepdad was in and out, but she was my father. She was my She was my teacher. More importantly, I didn't go to a good school and stuff like that, but I had her as my teacher. So that's how I'm able to, you know, be the champ and stay alive and be here with you today. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, the champ don't stop. Talk about uh, what happened to Kobe the other day. Oh, man. Just Tragic. horrifying for you to see. Man, I was here. I'm, I'm here, of mm. course, and I was here when it happened. And my wife called me, and she was like, Shannon, um, Kobe just died. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, you know, and then, everybody had that sort of the same reaction. Yeah, like, yeah, right. Yeah. And I was in the car with um my, my partner, Fred, and we literally were on the phone for 15 minutes on FaceTime with, with my wife, and we were all silent. And I, all, I could, all I could remember saying was like, come on, stop. Like, what are you saying? And I'm going to Twitter while she's on FaceTime, and I'm back and forth, and I'm just still, as you can see. I mean, it's just weird. It's not even... You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's like wow. Somebody who had such a commitment to excellence and was just somebody who is, took a, took a, a, a very American sport about as far as you could possibly take it. It's just sort of a, a incredibly terrible thing to have to witness. That's, there's, I mean, a lot of people are saying it's the most horrific thing that's probably happened in the history of sports in terms of a guy who's really still really young dying in an incredibly hor- horrific way yeah. and given his profile and his yeah. impact yeah 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 100 percent. you know a long time ago before there were other sports there was only boxing mm. boxing was the, the, the premier sport and i related to like if you're a true boxing fan when jack johnson crashed his car and died mm. you know at that time early 1900s he was a loved man by many you know Right. So, uh, it, but no, you know, and he, like you said, American basketball is much bigger now, huge, and such a guy who you look at for excellence and to, to uh, for this to happen is tragic. But again, like a, such a huge figure to die, you feel me? Yeah. It's unreal. How do you feel about uh, MMA and UFC and the rise of all that? Dope. You think it's dope? Dope. It helped, it helped boxing. It helped contact sports. It helped the world. Look at the money. Mm. And Dana White's a genius. But you think that the UFC is Well, he made... bought it from the, the brothers. Right. Know? I knew those guys from Long he Island. Did. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I knew those guys. 
Actually, I knew the first guys. Maya Witz or something like that had it first. What were the names? The the Fatitas? No, I knew the other guys. The that Fajita got it from. Brothers? No. I think that was the Maya with something like that. But I knew those guys in like early 93, 94. Mm. They had it. And were you always kind of fascinated by it? Loved it from the beginning. It was crazy. I was like, yo, this is wow. You yeah. know, I fought K1. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. I fought in Japan. I fought in K1. So that was an uh, experience for me as well. <laughs> so, uh, but you don't think that the UFC makes boxing look a little boring to c- certain parts of America? Totally not. I mean, no? it's totally different fans. Right. You know I mean, it's like basketball and, and golf. Mm. Totally two different fans. Right. That's all. It's two different fans. What was that that uh, boxing promoter though who went who went on TV and he was talking about fucking uh, the UFC fighters? He's like they all wear tattoos. Remember that? No, nah, remember you don't remember that? that? He said they all wear tattoos, and that was like his his way of insulting them. Nah, MMA is a totally different sport, which mixes boxing, martial arts. It's a different type of martial arts. It's like kickboxing. Mm. It's like Muay Thai. You, you're gonna say Muay Thai is better than boxing, or boxing is better than Muay Thai. You tell a Muay Thai fan that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Come on, champ. A sumo wrestler. Tell a sumo wrestler right. that boxing is better. They look at you like you're stupid. You don't think Logan Paul would potentially do better uh, in the UFC? I think, or just in an good. MMA fight? I think he'd do good. He'd you think he'd do all right? He, he he's strong. Boy, strong. Right. I'd like to see him him uh, on the ground. I'd like to see what you, uh, Logan Paul delivering some fucking brutal ground and pound. That's yeah. a visual that I need in my That'd mind. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Yeah. Um, do you think that the overall like YouTuber, you know, influencer fight world is something that we're gonna keep seeing grow over the course of the next couple of years, or you think that the KSI Logan one might have been the the height of this? I'm I'm very curious to see the next. YouTubers, stars that are physical enough to fight. I am very serious. I'm very curious to see who that's going to be. Right. And I mean, really what you would like, what you would think would be great is if somebody's already pursuing boxing or if they already were an amateur boxer, then they could go and become a YouTuber and sort of build up that side of their personality and that way they would be able to really dominate. It's not gonna happen. You don't think it's gonna, it's happen. Not gonna happen? Why is that? Too much concentration is gonna mm. take to be a real fighter. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Full time fighter. It's a life, man. That you know what I mean. Like I told you, man. I just left Mike. We from a different place, a different era. A real fighter gonna have to get down and dirty, but he gonna have to come from a dark place. Right. He had to come from a dark place because he gonna have to know that. Like you look at like so many fighters, man. Uh, Fury. You know his 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 issues and his problems that he's overcome. Uh, you look at Wilder. You know what I mean. He he, he has a single parent. I'm not sure the single parent at the time, but I know he's working for his daughter. Mm. From what I hear, a handicapped daughter. Uh, hungry. Mm. You're savage. You're a hungry man. So a fighter got to dig down. My point is my point. A fighter got to go where you got to have had some issues to dig down and want and want this shit because it it take a lot. No, that doesn't bode well for the Paul brothers then because, I mean, they already got all the money. They got all the fame. They got all the women. So what's really motivating them to go the extra mile in the gym and then really go crazy in the ring? Like, doesn't that kind of not look like a good sign for them if you if everybody sort of has to have come from some sort of turmoil? Keeping it. Keeping it. Got to keep that shit. Mm. You feel me? But do we believe that they've gone through? I mean, I guess you could look at the suicide forest type thing that uh, Logan went through. Is you know, that- fame is funny because you could be famous today, yeah. and then you, you know, tomorrow everybody hates you. So you got to get that. You got to keep it going. You feel me? Like Logan, I heard Logan speak on that, and that was dope. I was like, damn. He, I heard him speak on how it was overwhelming 
to have to come up with content every day. Mm. I heard him speak on that when he was doing one of his interviews, and I was listening, and I was like, damn, I never looked at it like that. But I was doing the same thing. I'm 40-something years old. I'm 48 now, but when I started my Instagram and YouTube mission, um, I was 40. Mm. And I was just trying to build my shit up, and I got 300 plus thousand, you know, it's nothing. But I'm 48 years old, and mm. the kids ain't supposed to know who I am, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so for me, it's dope, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, life is funny, man. Life is life is some strange shit. I think, that, I think that these guys will continue fighting and do great, you know what I mean? They'll do great. But they're they, they, they in the right league with the right people, man. Right. They're in the right league with the right people. I wonder if there's any other sports that would potentially make sense for people to start competing in against each other. I don't know. I would YouTube love to see. YouTube is so fucking big, man. Yeah. Excuse my language. You can't curse on Bluetooth. No, you can definitely you can curse on <laughs> I here. So it's apologize. all good. Yeah. But I don't like the curse chat, but it's so big. I, I'm addicted, man. I get on YouTube and I'm on there for 9, 10, 12 hours straight. Really? Yeah. I'm watching stuff about ancient civilizations oh, and yeah. I'm watching stuff about, you know what I mean? The cosmos. That, uh, it's, I'm it's sick. <laughs> Did you actually watch a lot of like Logan Paul's content to just sort of see what world he was coming from before you started working with him hardcore? No, you haven't, you haven't watched a lot of it. If prior, yeah, 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 I, I grew. You know, I know the kids because oh, okay. Paolo, Paolo, and, and, and my boy Jeff, man. Shout out to Jeff and Paolo, the team. You know what I mean? Right. Listen, I, 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 those guys are phenomenal dudes, man. I think Logan's gonna do great with whatever he's doing. Jake's gonna look great tomorrow night. He's gonna smash this kid, and they're gonna continue to have their life and continue to get, you know doing their thing. And I'm gonna continue to do my thing. Unfortunately, um, you know. We going in different directions. Not unfortunately, pardon me. Mm. We going in different directions. You know, I have no static with those kids. I love them. Because when I said on Twitter that I was going to interview you, Jake actually responded and said, "Oh no." Yeah. Now I don't know if that's an "oh no" as an "oh no." What is he going to say about me, yeah. or is it an "oh no"? Sarcastically, like "oh no," like what is he going to? You know. Nah, like, I what? think I think Jake had said, you know, prior to the fight, after the fight, he had said something to like, "Oh, it's my fault." He was drunk. Right. He was drinking after the fight. He was drunk in the locker room, and he was like, "Oh, it's my fault because I was not pushing Logan right. to, you know, inspiring, knock out the sparring partners." And mm. I was like, you know. Relax, champ. You know, it's not how it is. I mean, Jake also just said that he was better and trained harder than, like, professional boxers. Yeah, he said. So <laughs> when when he said the part about, you know, me, I was, I was, it's, my thing is, I've been there. You lose a fight, you're in the dressing room, it's a down point. You mm -hmm. don't need that. You don't, it's not what you want to hear that you're a loser, mm -hmm. that you lost and it's, you're blaming. You, you, want, you, you want support. So when he started going that route, and he started saying, like, oh, you was helping me. You wasn't, you know, pushing my brother, pushing him. I was like, yo, relax, champ. You know what I mean? And his brother sat next to me, and he was like, please, you know, like, excuse my brother. He's drunk. You know, he's mm -hmm. drinking. And I understood. And I don't see him as an emotional point. You know what I'm saying? I'm a different type of animal. You know what I'm saying? I'm from a different place. So I ain't going to be into back and forth on the internet with all that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not that type of person. I would never want it to be something where, because I feel as though, like, the kid, the trainer, KSI, he was, of training, he was trying to use me as a bait to keep it going. Like the whole, I'm beefing with this old guy and mm. Shannon Briggs is not relevant. It was just becoming kitty. And I was like, you know, champ, I, I feel y'all, y'all kids and all that, but I'm a different type of animal. I just want to be respected and, 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 and left in a place where I don't have to, you know what I'm saying? chastise or say something to kids. Cause when he said that to me in the restaurant, I felt offended. I felt like he was, oh, you know, you, 
Yeah, yes, man. Telling my brother, I was like, yo, champ, don't ever talk to me like that because I felt that's a disrespect. As a black man, mm. don't say nothing shit like that to me. But I took it on the chin because it was an emotional moment for his brother. Mm. You feel me? And I don't want to ever be pulled into a, a shouting match, an argument with, with kids or anyone of that matter because it'll be all downhill for me. It's not a winning situation. It's just a situation that I can't win. It's, it's, the, it's the internet versus... You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's, you're coming from such a different world. Facts. Because to you, someone says something disrespectful to you. Facts. In your head, you want to handle it a certain way. A lot of times with the YouTuber people and everything, they're making videos exposing each other. They're saying all kinds of crazy shit Let's about each down. other. And it's all marketing. And it's Facts. all, a lot of boxers get used to doing actually the thing that YouTubers do in right. the lead up to a fight where right. you sort of fake and hype up. Right this animosity between each other. That's just a YouTuber's daily routine, right? Right, 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 right. Exactly that, exactly. And that's why, you know, um, it was it was like, you know, it was like, okay, look, guys, I took it on the chin that one, you know what I mean? Let's go champ, guys, all right? And that was the end of it. But I, I love what Logan did that night. I love what he, you know, he's a good kid. I really, you know, got to see him, you know, and I was like, wow, he's impressive, you know what I mean? So with that being said, man, I'm just focused on hopefully staying away from any YouTube garb and all that, man, because I got a family. Mm. You know, I love my kids. My kids see shit, and they be like, oh, dad, and this and that third. So that was far, it was hard for me. I had to bite my lip that, like, because, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to, like, you know what I mean? So you're perfectly down with the training part, but then when it comes to dealing with the bullshit and everybody talking crazy about nah, you and know, stuff, uh, that's the stuff that you don't really enjoy nah, as much? That. That's the difference between pro boxing and, you know what I'm saying, like, and, and other shit. Like, I don't fucking play, champ. Word is mm. bond. Like, that's what it is, bro. I don't play games, so we're going to leave it at that. You feel me? Definitely. Yeah, let's go, champ. Um, so how do you feel about the memes? How do you feel about... Let's go, champ. There's I a lot of good memes. Yeah, I'm a meme king. You see my memes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's go, champ. I'm the meme king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Instagram's got a lot of nice uh, handiwork on there. Let's go, champ. Thank you, brother. I appreciate so it. Has, Coming uh, from you, because you, you know, you're the man when I'm it comes another to... meme champ, I yeah, guess. you so. are. <laughs> you are. What do you think about me? You think I should get in the ring? Man, you know, this actually... When I seen you now in person for the first time, you a big ass motherfucker. See, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I lost 40 pounds over the course of the last like yeah. six months or so. I've been working so hard to just lose weight and, yeah. and get in shape, and it's kind of like, damn, like should I do something? With I really it? think what's that dude named the big football player, um, Gork? Gork? What's his name? Oh, Gronk. Gronk, you should fight Gronk. If he's a football player, I'm going to assume that he's <laughs> probably got a Gronk. leg up on me. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Well, we can find somebody. You got, let me see your arms. How long are your arms? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You got a little son. You might have to. Let me see. Make a fist. Oh, shit. Wait a minute, champ. <laughs> wait a minute. You might have some. You think brother. I got it? That's how you test it out? <laughs> bro, I got. I feel like I got kind of brittle, small bones. Compared. You, go, you got a big old cinder block for a hand. <laughs> that I don't want to get hit by. Oh, shit. Let's Damn. go, champ. That's a rock right That's there. That's a brick. You see that on the top? Yo, that boxer's fresh. I got a little tiny yeah. one. You look like you broke yours about 8,000 times. Yeah, look at that one. How many times do you think you actually broke that bone? This one four, this one three. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'd be cracking. Does everybody, uh, every boxer still have hard. that boxer I, shit like that? Yeah, not yeah. most of them do. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're cracking. I got a boxer's fracture, but I, I, it wasn't a boxer. I just punched a kid in the face and broke Why my hand. Why you do that, champ? He actually stole money on my dad's wallet. He was hanging out with my sister was way back in the day. He took money out of my dad's wallet. Nah. And I had to track him down and find him and beat the shit out of him. I stole his bike, too. I got that bike. Put that shit on eBay. <laughs> That's the only time I ever stole a bike. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was fun. That's funny.
I feel like this thing's about to fall off. No, it's a little shaky. We might have to tighten that after. Stole um, the bike, huh? Yeah, I took the bike. <laughs> took the bike, huh? So, so talk to me. What, what else you have going on in your life right now? You're working on your personal fight. So, are you in full training camp yeah, right I'm now? Full, I'm in phenomenal shape, man. I feel great. I've been training uh, nonstop. Me and Scott, uh, Scott, my, you know, like I told you, my manager, Scott Hurst, she's putting together. Uh, a nice little fight fight uh fight tour for me. Uh, I've been doing a lot of press. I've been, you know, getting in shape. And this is what makes me happy. It keeps mm. me going. Uh keeps me alive. You know what I mean? I've been through a lot, champ. So having that goal to focus on with the eating right and the working that's out. You know? That's what it is. When I don't have that champ, I sit there and I start thinking, I start hop, hopping on dumb shit. You feel mm. me? So when I got a plan, I think that's for most people. When you got something to do and you got an agenda, you got you got a plan. You know, when you when you're bored, you get into dumb shit. You feel mm. me? When you got an agenda, you got a plan, you wake up every day, you know what you're doing. That's what I need. I need structure in my life. You feel me? When I got that structure with my training, and that's a great way to keep me going as far as my uh, my marketing. You know, I meet people. I meet a lot of people. I meet a lot of people. I might jump in a movie. Mm. I might jump in a deal. You know, I'm doing, I'm doing cannabis. I'm doing CBD. So it keeps me out there moving and shaking. If I'm fat and depressed, I ain't getting out the crib. Right. I, I was, ain't going out the move. I was just looking at your, your Instagram, and I saw a lot of weed. Yeah. That you, you were at a, some sort of grow operation yeah, where was yeah. that was that mike's operation that was the originals over in la oh okay. yeah shout out to the originals you know what I'm saying and shout out to cali plug my boy Mike. oh shout out to cali plug you Good know guy. my boy oh i do yeah that's my dude that's my partner that's my business partner oh really yeah, okay yeah. Yeah. we got a brand we coming out canon og oh wow that's yeah. dope so nasty <laughs> canon og <laughs> cali plug cali plug is a good guy that's my dude that's my business partner damn, hey, that's hey, dope. yeah yeah that's my dude king louis shout out to og louis too right that's good to hear damn that's dope. What about the CBD stuff? Do you feel like that? Uh, is, is is the CBD stuff a no brainer for for a professional athlete at this point? Does it really help? Facts. I really? mean, from the, the pain, uh, you know, I use it on my neck. I got a banged up neck. You know what I'm saying? So I put it on my neck. I put it on my 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 hands. Mm. You know what I mean? I, but I'm a smoker as well. You, you know do. What I'm, do you smoke? Blunts? Nah, not at all. No, not at all. Can't do I, that. Not at all. I, I smoke paper and bongs. Nice. I ripped that bong. That's dope. Yeah, I ripped that. I saved my life, though. Can't all day or just at night? Uh, pretty much all day. Two different types of weed smokers. It's the ones who can fire up in the morning yeah. or the ones who just do it at night. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, I can rip all day. But the thing is, you know, I'm not, I, I, I do it, you know, professionally. No, I'm going to say professionally, <laughs> conservatively. Right. And at the same time, uh, medically, I was I was told to take, I don't encourage anyone, kids, especially kids, to smoke cannabis. That's true. Um, you know what I mean? I, at all. Because this is a medicine. It's really a medicine. You feel me? It's not for everybody and it should be done correctly. But, yeah, it, it saved my life. It definitely, um, when you talk about my depression, it was a key part of me um, fighting out of it. Really? Did you ever yes, have? Brother. Did you have a hard a hard break from alcohol at a certain point? Was was marijuana part of that? When I when I picked up the trees, it just dropped. The day, really? That day, that day, I was not, I never. I've had a drink in over eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Holy I, shit. I, I don't even have the desire to drink. It makes me sick to thought. And it used to depress me, champ. I used to have like the next day I'd be going through it. You feel me? Right. Yeah. I guess I haven't had a. I haven't been drunk in about a year and a half, which I'm feeling pretty good about. Really? Yeah. I kind of left it in the past. Wow. Still yeah. smoking heavy though. Yeah. 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 Now, sometimes I wonder what my cardio would be like if I, if I cut it with the weed. You know, I'm asthmatic, and um, I haven't had an asthma attack in over eight years since I started smoking. Really? How's the diet, though, right now? Do you think that um, matters? Got much better. Hell yeah. Everything's diet. Mm. I mean, it's, it's probably, to me, like 75% of it. Mm. You know, if not 60. Yeah. The meal prep has been giant. I mean, fucking yeah. losing all this weight and shit. Yeah, yeah. You look good, though, chap. I oh, appreciate it. Trying to get on your level, man. 
Well, you know, look at him, y'all. Let's go, champ. <laughs> Let's go, champ. Let's go, go champ. champ. <laughs> Shannon Briggs, I appreciate you coming on, oh, man. Oh, man, thank you for having me, brother. We're all tuned in. I can't wait to yeah, uh, yeah, hear about what goes it. on in this, this next battle of yours. Oh, man, yeah, I got I got four fights lined up. Uh, check out the merch line. It's going crazy. Let's go, champ. Uh, ShannonBriggs.com, please drop, grab some merch and support the, you know, the, the movement. Uh, I got a, a lot of things going on, and I'm uh, just happy to be here, and I appreciate you having me on. For sure, man. I appreciate you so much. Let's Shannon Briggs, legend in the building. Ooh, no jumper. At him, y'all. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, <laughs> iTunes. Like, comment, and subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Pow. Champ. Champ. <laughs>